0: jazz piano skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today, you are going to discover a key of B major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of B major harmonically. And you're going to play essential jazz piano voicings, block chords, traditional and contemporary shells, two-handed shapes, using common motions. And on top of all that, you are going to play various rhythmic comping patterns, focusing on 16th note pairs. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Panel Skills Podcast lesson, Exploring a Key of B major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. But before we jump into the key of B major, I want to, as I do at the beginning of every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, I want to welcome all of you new listeners. And if you are indeed new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to welcome you. I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do to become a member is just simply visit jazzpanelskills.com. Once you arrive on the homepage, you can begin to explore the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs that are available for every weekly podcast episode. Now, these are invaluable educational tools that you want to have in your hands as you listen to this podcast episode, and you certainly want to have sitting on your piano as you are practicing. The the, uh, sequential jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses, is also available to all jazz piano skills members the curriculum, the courses, all of them use a self-paced format. There are educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, and all 12 keys to the jazz piano skills being taught. There are play-alongs and much, much more. Also, as a jazz piano skills member, you have a reserved seat, as I like to say, to the online weekly masterclasses, which are in essence a one-hour Online lesson with me each and every week. As a jazz panel skills member, you have, also have access to the online interactive fake book, which holds standards, jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You can enjoy the chord changes, our lead sheets, uh, harmonic lead sheets, function lead sheets, play along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely study, that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private online Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are just general jazz piano forums for you to enjoy as well. You have access to all of the forums and you will have the ability to contribute to them as well, which I strongly encourage you to do, right? Share, engage, grow. It's fantastic. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. Again, Take a few moments, minutes, visit jazzpanelskills.com to learn more about all of these wonderful educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I'm quite certain that there is one that is perfect for you. But nevertheless, if you get there, if you're looking at the various membership plans and you have some questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time, time with you, answer any of the questions that you may have, and help you in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn to play jazz piano. Let's get after the key of B major, harmonically. Let's tackle this harmonic workout. Here we go. All right, as... All of you regular listeners know I go through this little routine every time (laughs) at the beginning of every month that every time we begin our exploration of a new key. And of course, yes, I'm going to go through it again today, right now, simply because I love doing it and it's fun. So are you ready? You regular listeners can, can say it along with me. Okay. The key of C major is over. The key of F major, over. Key of B flat major, long gone. Key of E flat major, over. Key of A flat major, over. Key of D flat major, over. Key of G flat major, over. Right? They're all over because now we focus on the key of B major. Now, I don't know about you but I always, always feel good about moving on, moving on. Even, even if I know I do not have a complete handle on the skills, right? It's time to move on. And I have said many times throughout this journey, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal to keep forging ahead, no matter what, no matter how well you think you have mastered or how well, you may think that you have not mastered the essential jazz piano skills in the previous keys or how shaky you may believe your jazz piano skills are in the previous keys. It's irrelevant. We must always be moving forward. Forward motion is the name of the game. Without question, it is the key to developing our jazz piano skills and becoming accomplished jazz pianist. Now, I've mentioned this point many times and I want to bring it to your attention again. You know why? Because that's what good teaching does. If you are truly serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano playing, which I know you do, then your goal should be to experience as much of the data as possible. In other words, you have to have a plan in place that allows you to cycle through essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. Your jazz journey must always be experiencing forward motion. As I like to say, you cannot allow grass to grow under your feet. Now, you've heard me say this before too, and I'm going to say it again. The number one reason why people find it difficult to improve their jazz playing Is that they always practice the same thing in the same keys, in the same way, over and over and over and over again. In essence, they are simply running in place, right? They never push forward, they never move through the keys as we have set out to do since the beginning of this year right 12 months 12 keys essential jazz piano skills voicings scales arpeggios chord scale relationships improvisation rhythms right such a complete thorough methodical plan great approach and within a good time frame a year so today we begin tackling the key of b major we exercise forward motion We move on to B major. So as I have stressed over and over, once we move on, we move on. In other words, we do not try to sneak back to the previous keys. It's a huge temptation, I know, right? We're all guilty of it, but I'm just saying, don't do it. Don't sneak back to just check out how well you remember the voicings or the scales or the arpeggios in the previous keys. It's over. It's time to move on. The books on the key of G-flat major are closed. And on the key of B major, we go. And as we have done with the previous keys that we have explored this year, C, F, B-flat, E-flat, A-flat, D-flat, and G-flat, we begin harmonically. And we are going to explore the seven chords of the key of B major, B major 7, C-sharp minor 7, D-sharp minor 7, E major 7, F-sharp dominant 7, G-sharp minor 7, and A-sharp half diminished using four specific approaches to voicings, to voicing each chord, right? Our blocks, our traditional shells, our contemporary shells, and of course, our two-handed shapes. And we will then, as we did in the keys of F, B-flat, E-flat, A-flat, D-flat, and G-flat, apply those voicings to various rhythmic patterns which become, as you know, increasingly more and more challenging each month. And I want to remind you that you can take the various rhythmic patterns that we have studied in the previous keys, right? You can take those patterns, nothing wrong with taking those patterns, and using them with the voicings that you are about to get under your fingers for the key of B major, right? That's not only okay, but it's a great idea, and you should absolutely be carrying these various rhythmic comping patterns forward throughout the year as we move through all 12 keys. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about improvisational vocabulary, and I want to revisit my thoughts today regarding that as I did last month because honestly, we need to hear it again. We need to hear this over and over again. As an experienced teacher, I've come to realize that it takes repeating a point many times before a student actually hears it, okay? So listen very carefully. When we jazz educators talk about developing improvisational vocabulary, and whenever this topic comes up, it is always, 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 always discussed from a melodic point of view, right? In other words, the expression improvisation vocabulary has become synonymous with melodic playing, which is only a third of the entire picture. In addition to placing emphasis on melodic development, we need to spend time discussing and focusing harmonic development and rhythmic development when the topic of improvisation vocabulary comes up. And that is precisely what all of the harmonic workouts that we have been studying, that's what these workouts are all about harmonic and rhythmic development. So when studying a solo, a transcription, we do so if we do it correctly in such a way that the ideas and the approaches to melodic development displayed by the artist serve as a launching pad or gateway to the discovery of our own melodic creativity. Now, as I said a couple weeks ago, we... We don't study a Bill Evans transcription in hopes to become an inferior replica of Bill Evans. Silly. We study a Bill Evans transcription so that Bill Evans can introduce us to our own creative reservoir. If you have not given time to think about this, then I strongly encourage you to do so. And this is precisely why, you know, last week I had Josh Walsh on and we announced the new segment that we're going to have periodically on jazz piano skills, where we actually study transcriptions. And we do so from this point, from this point of view, right? So I want you to think about this. And when we focus on harmonic development, voicings and rhythmic development time, we should be doing so in the spirit of discovering our very own and unique form of musical expression. And again, this is, this is exactly what all of these harmonic and melodic workouts, again, are all about. The, the voicings I share with you are to help you discover sounds, harmony, that you are drawn to. And the rhythms that I introduce are done so to help you develop a stronger internal sense of what I like to call expressive time, okay? I know this is certainly a lot to process and digest, so think about it. And, of course, if you have questions, let me know. Okay. So today we tackle the key of B major and the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of B major harmonic workout for the month of August. Number two, we are going to play essential harmonic voicings that you need to discover, learn, and play. Block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. Number three, we are going to utilize a very relaxed bassa groove of 85. Number four, we are going to explore 12 comping rhythms focusing primarily on 16th note pairs. And number five, we are going to apply our rhythmic comping patterns to the classic two, five, one progression in the key of B major. Now, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now to download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs. Again, your membership grants you access to all of the educational podcast packets for every weekly podcast episode. And as I mentioned Earlier, you should absolutely be using these podcast packets when listening to the episode. And of course, you should be using them when practicing as well. Now, if you are listening to this podcast episode uh, on any of the popular podcast directories, right? there are many like Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and on and on and on. Then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoscalespodcast.com. To download the podcast packets. And you will find the active download links within the show notes. And one final, but extremely important note I bring this up, this little disclaimer every single week that if you are thinking in the back of your mind right now, if you're listening and you are thinking that the key of B major harmonic workout and the various scales that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you are thinking that these scales are over your head, then I would say to you, stop it. Just stop. No worries. Please continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening, by just simply listening. In fact, every new skill is over our heads when, when first introduced. And this is exactly why, exactly why the very first step in improving our jazz piano skills is always to just simply sit back and listen. We want to place ourselves, intentionally we want to place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we are hearing things that, whoa, we've never heard before and we are forced to grow intellectually. You know, I say it all the time, all musical growth begins upstairs mentally or conceptually before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So, no worries. Sit back, relax. Listen to this podcast episode lesson now to discover, learn, and play. Well, to discover, learn. The play will come in time. It always does. I guarantee it. Okay, the very first thing I want to address is the very last page of your lead sheet's packet, right? It's labeled Skill 17. The title on the page is Comping Rhythms. Now, you will notice there are 12 rhythmic patterns, as there always are, right, labeled letter A through letter L. And you'll also notice that these rhythmic patterns focus primarily on 16th note pairs. Now, I do draw from previous rhythms that have been introduced to you in other keys. And that's why we just keep ratcheting it up each and every month. But you also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is played over the two-five-one progression, which is exactly what we're going to do today, right? So now, do not bypass. <laughs> I know some of you do it, but don't do it, right? Do not bypass skills 1 through 16 found in your lead sheets packet, right? All four voicing types should be practiced first without rhythm, and as outlined in each skill, in each lead sheet, before tackling skill 17. Also, be sure to use the play-alongs that are included in your podcast package. Now, obviously, I do not have time in this podcast episode to play through all 16 exercises and the 12 rhythmic patterns, So I'm just going to trust that you do not get the cart ahead of the horse and that you take the time to practice skills one through 16 as outlined to make sure that you have a handle on each of the four voicing types as applied to the chords found in the key of B major, right? Your B major seven, C sharp minor seven, D sharp minor seven, E major seven, F sharp dominant seven, G sharp minor seven, A sharp half diminished. Then... You can turn your attention to developing your comping skills, your rhythms, using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of B major, the C-sharp minor, the F-sharp 7, and the B major. Just one real quick side note. It's D-sharp minor 7, not E-flat minor 7. It's G-sharp minor 7, not A-flat minor (laughs) 7. Right? We're in the key of B major so we're going to think in the key of B major. So do not, um, do not just try to flip over and harmonically and think of, uh, you know, C sharp minor as D flat minor or D sharp minor as E flat minor. We're in the key of B major. So think of the chords in relationship to the key. B major is a sharp key, no flats. Okay. Just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. So Let's dig in, okay? 2-5-1 progression, all right, through all all 12 rhythmic patterns today. So if you look at skill 1, rhythmic pattern A, right, you'll see the 2-5-1 progression, right, simple 2-5-1 progression that these rhythms are applied to. Now, I'm going to play through... Each rhythm, right? This is it for A through L. Each each rhythm, I'm going to play through six times, right? The first time through, I'm just going to play simple voicings. The last time through, I'm going to play simple voicings. But the second, third, fourth, and fifth time, I will play those rhythmic patterns. I'll repeat them four times. So if you're wanting to practice and play along with me, you certainly have the time to do so. Okay. Uh, in fact you can use, even if you don't want to use voicings, you could use just a single note to begin playing these rhythms along with me, okay? Just a single note. Then once you have a command of the rhythm, then you can apply your voicings. Now, today I'm going to use two-handed shapes to play all of these rhythms, right? Pattern A through pattern L, two-handed shapes. And again, you could use a single note or you can use any voicing type that you prefer. All right, so with that being said, let's take a look at letter A. Letter A starts with classic eighth note connected to two sixteenth note pairs. This is a classic rhythm, and we're going to be using it extensively throughout all 12 rhythmic lines today eighth followed by two sixteenth notes, a pair of sixteenth notes. So I have the Um, same rhythm being placed on count one of measure one, measure two, measure three, just repeated three times. So you can get a feel for this rhythmic motif. Okay. So I want to bring the ensemble in. let's, let's play it. Let's listen to it. See what we think. Let's check it out. Here we go. too bad at all. Now, again, just, we're going to be using a, a relaxed bossa groove of 85 today for all 12 rhythmic lines. bossa rhythm, a bossa groove of 85. Okay. So now let's look at letter B. Now that pattern is flipped. The two sixteenth notes are on the front side of the beat, followed by the eighth note. And once again, I play the same rhythmic idea On count one of measure one, measure two, measure three, and measure four is exactly the same as letter A as well. Again, I'm just wanting to compare and contrast this rhythmic motif, both of these that are very common. The eighth note followed by two sixteenth notes or two sixteenth notes followed by an eighth note, just flip-flopped. Okay, so let's bring the, the ensemble back in and let's check this out. Here we go. Again, not too bad, right? I would spend time with letter A, I would spend time with letter uh, letter B a lot to get a feel for the eighth followed by two sixteenth notes or two sixteenths followed by an eighth. To really digest these, both of these rhythmic motifs before moving on to letter C through L. Once you feel you have a, a command of A and B, then let's take a look at C. So now, I start sprinkling these rhythms in with other rhythmic patterns that we have studied. So, you know, measure one, not too bad. A couple a couple quarter notes uh, on counts one and two, followed by that pair of sixteenths eighth eighth combination. The second measure, we 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 have an eighth note falling on the back side of the beat on count one, right? We had the same thing happening in measure three. So, you know, there's some, there's a little, some tricky counting here. We've got some tied notes in measure, th- uh, measure three there as well. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out. Again, nice, relaxed bossa groove of 85. Here we go. Once again, right? I'm playing each uh, each line. We're repeating it six times. First time through, just playing the two five one. The last time through, playing just the two five one, and then uh, times two, three, four, and five. Those four times, I'm playing the rhythmic pattern. So again, if you want to practice along with me, it's fantastic. It's a great way to do it. Okay. So now let's look at letter D. Oh man, are you kidding me? quarter note triplets <laughs> we can't get rid of these guys right so we have our quarter note triplets uh in letter d in measure 1 and measure 2 we have our 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 eighth followed by our two sixteenth pairs uh in measure in measure 1 we have two sixteenths followed by an eighth in measure 2 we have eighth notes falling on the back side of count 1 and count 2 in measures 3 and 4 Woo! we got a lot going on here I'm anxious to hear how this sounds. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out. Here we go. What's coming next, right? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Now we have the eighth note triplets, right? Now we have eighth note triplets to deal with in measure one and measure two of 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 E, right? And uh, we followed by our eighth two sixteenth note pairs, and then in measure two it flip flops to where we have our eighth note triplets followed by a a pair of sixteenths with our eighth motif, and then again, what do we got? We have Eighth notes on the back side of count one and two. Oh man. I just thought it was going to get easier after those quarter note triplets, but not so. Now we got the eighth note triplets to deal with. So let's bring the ensemble and let's have a little fun. Let's check this one out and see what it sounds like. Here we go. I make a big deal out of the quarter note triplet and the eighth note triplets. You know, we focused on those primarily last month as we explored the key of G flat. Uh, Just wanted to bring those forward and incorporate those in here with our 16th note pairs. Um, Get you used to get you used to being able to slide in and out of these various rhythms because you know what? (laughs) You need to be able to do it. (laughs) If you're going to play great rhythmic comping ideas, you need to be comfortable with these rhythmic ideas. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, take a look at letter F. Again, we have eighth notes that are falling on the back side of count one and count three in in measure one. Then we have our eighth two sixteenth pairs, a uh, pair of sixteenths in measure two. Followed in measure three, we got the sixteenth pairs followed with the eighth note in measure three. And again. Uh, eighth notes fall on the side of count three and count four. Wow. The same type of, same type of idea in uh, measure four of this line as well. So let's uh, bring the ensemble in. Let's have a little fun and play letter F. Here we go. <laughs> We're halfway home, right? We've looked at six rhythmic lines, exploring our sixteenth note pairs, you know, with the eighth note being in front of those sixteenth note pairs or an eighth note being on the back side of those sixteenth note pairs. And we're gonna to continue to pound that for the next six six lines as well. So take a look at letter G. Ah, letter G, look at that. Counts one and two. We we have our familiar eighth quarter, eighth pattern that we have dealt with. Um, Look at measure two. We have the eighth followed by a dotted quarter note, which is actually tied then to, to a half note. Then we have some more of our 16th note pairs in measure three and measure four as well. Hey, but look at measure three. got quarter notes. How nice is that? Right? Some quarter and in measure four, some quarter notes. (laughs) Fantastic. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's have a little fun and let's play letter G. Here we go. look at this. We have that little eighth to 16th note motif happening on counts one, two, and three of measure one, followed by some eighth notes on the and of one and and of two and measure two. And we have in measure four, same thing, eighth notes on the and of one and and of two, but we have some traditional classic eighth note pairs in there as well to deal with. So I think the big challenge here in letter H, of course, is having our eighth, sixteenth note pairs, that little motif, repeated three times in a row, okay? Don't rush it. Don't rush it. So here we go. Let's listen to the ensemble. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. now look at letter I, I want to, in letter I, I'm wanting to make sure that you hear and feel the difference between eighth note triplets and the eighth note followed by two sixteenth notes. All right. It's easy to play those rhythms almost the same and they're not right. So to try to illuminate the difference between these two rhythmic motifs, I've placed them side by side. So you can see in letter I, you have I have an eighth note triplet on count one followed by my eighth note, sixteenth note pair. Then in measure two, eighth note triplet again, followed by an eighth sixteenth note pair again, right? So i a side- by side comparison. Then measure three, eighth note triplets, measure four, The eighth note, sixteenth note pairs. All right. So let's pay careful attention and listen to these, both of these rhythmic motifs side by side. All right. Here we go. Let's check it out. you hear the difference there's slight difference there but it is there and it's easy I have found with students it's easy for them to start playing the eighth note followed by two sixteenth note two sixteenth notes to almost start play those sounding almost like eighth note triplets and we have to be careful not to do that okay letter j now this is another challenge right we have right there in counts one and two of measure one. You have the 16th note pair followed by eighth note, then the eighth note followed by two 16th, the 16th note pair, right? So you have those two rhythmic motifs that we're focusing on today. We have those back to back, side by side again, okay? And we do, um, we do the same thing in measure three, right? Same thing in measure three. Measure two and measure four, again, we have some Uh, Eighth notes falling on the back back side of count one and back side of count two. All right. So let's listen to how these two rhythmic motifs sound when placed side by side as well. So here we go. Letter J, let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen. Check it out. very interesting it's it's a great rhythmic uh, it's a great rhythmic motif especially when you place both of these side by side you get some interesting patterns for sure now look at letter k right we have our dotted quarter followed by our eighth combination that we've dealt with uh, in previous lessons and then in measure 2 measure 2 we're placing those two motifs motifs side by side again this time the eighth followed by two sixteenths then two sixteenths follows with the eighth side by side in measure two. All right. Measure three, we have to deal with that dotted quarter eighth combination again. And then we have another uh, eighth note coming in on the back side of count two in measure four. So this should be fun, right? Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's play letter K and see what we think. Here we go. <laughs> We've done it, right? Here we are. We're at the very last rhythmic line for today, letter L. If you take a look at uh, letter L, we have a lot going on in this line, right? Uh, We have our eighth, uh, two-sixteenths, side-by-side, counts one and two of measure one, followed by a pair of eighth notes. Then we have our two-sixteenth, eighth uh, motif, side-by-side in measure two, followed by a pair of eighth notes. Then we have eighth notes on the back side of count one, count two, count three, and measure four. We have a tied note on count four, going into one and two of measure four, followed by a pair of eighth notes. Very neat, very very cool. And hopefully, as you're going through these rhythms, as we have discussed in master classes, hopefully you're being able to vis- visually look at these rhythmic lines and and subdivide that measure where you're seeing counts one and two on one side of the measure counts three and four on the other side of the measure, which will help you tremendously play these rhythmic patterns accurately. Okay. So let's play the last rhythm of the day, letter out. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. <laughs> as always we've done it right we've we've unpacked an amazing amount of information in one very short very fast hour right again do not underestimate the importance of being able to play these rhythmic patterns in time using correct jazz voicings always as always be honest with yourself if you are un- unable to play These rhythmic patterns using, quite honestly, these are common rhythmic motifs and rhythmic patterns that we explored today. Then, then you really, you have no business trying to tackle more challenging rhythms that include more intricate ideas and advanced syncopation, right? So I would encourage you, if you are having difficulty, revisit the rhythmic patterns that we have explored in F and B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat bring some of those forward and continue to work on those, right? And in fact, the rhythmic patterns that we use today while playing our four voicing types, right? These patterns really ultimately are about helping you develop your ability to track and feel time. So often when students struggle with playing jazz, it's because of their inability to successfully track time. In other words, being able to always know where count one is, to know count two is, where's count three, count four, and to do so, and not guess, right? Not guess, because the reality is with time, you have a greater chance at winning the lottery or being struck by lightning, or, or as I like to say, leaping tall buildings in a single bound than you do at correctly guessing time when trying to play jazz. It's just, that's the truth. So embrace these rhythmic patterns, be patient with yourself, embrace them, and don't be afraid to go back, as I just mentioned earlier, to go back and visit the rhythmic patterns in F, B-flat, E-flat, A-flat, D-flat, and G-flat as well. Okay? Now, next week, we jump into a key of B major melodic workout. And of course, I will introduce some rhythmic twist for that workout as well. So as I have been stressing every month, hang in there, right? Hang in there with me this year. You are going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth and you will love where you are musically by the end of the year, right? You you will feel the difference and most importantly, you will hear the difference in your playing. And speaking of importance, be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time. So begin structuring your practicing after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And I promise you, you will begin to see, feel, and hear your progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this jazz panel skills podcast lesson, exploring the key of B major harmonic workout to be insightful. And of course, Beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a jazz piano skills ensemble member, I will see you online Thursday. Wait a minute, not this Thursday. Class this Thursday is canceled. I'm going to scoot away with a little family vacation before school starts. So, no class this Thursday. The following Thursday, the master class will resume. We will discuss this episode as well as the key of B major melodic workout episode next week. We will discuss both of those episodes in the masterclass next week. Okay. All right. So be sure to check out uh, and use your educational podcast packets, the illustrations, your lead sheets, your play alongs for this podcast lesson. And of course I mentioned earlier, the jazz panel skills curriculum, the courses, check those out as well. They will maximize your musical growth. Also make sure that you are an active participant in the jazz panel skills online community. Get out there, get involved, contribute to the various forums, make some new jazz piano friends. Always, always a great thing to do. Now you can reach me by phone anytime, 972-380-8050. My extension here at the Dallas School of Music is 211. You can also reach out to me by email. That's Dr. Lawrence, Dr. Lawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget that is found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there's my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of B major harmonic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.